Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. This is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Great to have you with us. Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel with you. You can be part of the show on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line, 1300 736 736. Give us a call, or if you're a little shy, text in 0427 154 166. Menz, uh, g'day. How are you? I'm going well, Bonds. I'm excited, but I'm also a little bit sad. It's our last. Last show for the summer of the summer edition of Sports Day. I feel exactly the same. I'm excited, but at the same time, it is a little sad. David Wildey will be back on Monday, which is a great thing. So you'll stay with him yep. because Blighty only works, what, three months a year? Oh, I think it's two and a half months. Right. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I'll stay with Wilds for a little bit longer. That's great. Um, Sammy will be here producing as always. I did actually... Just go into Survivor and try and apply for him to go on next season, but the applications aren't open yet. So I'll, I'll keep you updated on how we go with that Beautiful. as well. No, but it's been a, a massive summer, and yeah, it's a little sad to wrap it up tonight, but we got a massive show. We're going to talk some Adelaide Footy League later with uh, Bray Raffinelli. Now, he's an Adelaide Footy League expert. Expert. And uh, he's thanks to Lumo Energy, switched to the affirmative. But he's going to come in, and uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to Bray. Yeah, he's going to talk about the the best signings across the amateur league this season. He's going to go through Div 5 all the way through to Div 1, who he thinks will win it in each division and who he also thinks will get relegated from each division. So looking forward to him telling us who's going to have success and who might be dropping down a division. There's still some cricket going on, men's. And last night, the Aussies played South Africa uh, at North Sydney Oval, and Ooh. South Africa batted first, six for 225. Marazan Cap, she is flying at the moment, 75 she made. Uh, Anika Bosch made 44. Um, Gardner, two for 31. Shooter, two for 35. But then they bowled the Aussies out for 149. 149 at North Sydney Oval. We thought yes. they would run it down with relative ease, the Aussies as they have been doing against South Africa so far this series, they did not do that. They were eight for 71. Yeah. So to actually get up to 149 was quite impressive in itself, but they were never in the game. Uh, And you mentioned Cap with her game. She made 75 and took three for 12 or five overs. Which part was more impressive? Her bowling. Yep. She was unplayable. She should have bowled 10 in a row. Yep. And I don't know if Australia would have made 50 if she bowled 10 in a row. She was that good. They couldn't. She was moving the ball all over the place. Uh, elite game from Cap. It was an elite game. So what that has done is it's tied up the series. 1-1 Australia taking on South Africa in the women's ODI. So the decider is Saturday uh, at 2 o'clock. So 2-10 start there to see if Australia can take it again at North Sydney Oval. And sadly, we've got to talk about the Redbacks losing again. One day game against Victoria today. They scrape their way. To nine for 231 on the back of some runs again from Harry Nielsen, 61. And the great man, Harry Conway, 43 not. Yeah, 
43 not out. Now, again, we talked about the collapse for Australia. We were at seven for 132, the Redbacks today. Um, doesn't life just come at you pretty quickly? Jake Fraser-McGurk comes out and is incredible for Australia. He made six today for South Australia. So yes. it's, uh, it's amazing what it can do, any sport, and that's why we love it. Um, Fergus O'Neill, he's putting together a pretty nice season, and uh, – I think he's gonna ha- he's gonna have some Australian honours down the track, no doubt. I don't know, don't know if you heard this, but I like the way he referred to himself as a Ford Falcon when Stark and Cummins and Hazelwood they're the Ferraris and the BMWs. He's a Ford Falcon. Wow, bowling at one hundred and thirty, one hundred and twenty eight. And nicking guys off. See you later. Well, I'm hoping that a Ford Falcon comes back in. so he Reliable. Can, yes. I mean, you're right. The Ferraris might break down and he might be able to come on through. But, yeah, it, it's it's another loss for the Redbacks, which mm. is disappointing. Uh, and so in terms of Sheffield Shield and the Marsh Cup, it's not going to be the years that they wanted. No. The Big Bash, I think, was a success. I think we agree on that with yes. Rashid Khan out and making – Making the finals and, and nearly making the final, but unfortunately, it's not the year that the Redbacks have wanted. Still a sneaky chance to play in the Shield final if they Need play really well in the last two games. But way. yes. Yep. Uh, all right, time to get on to the hot topic. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Men's uh, Ken Heakley chatted with Wakely this morning. It was a good chat. Yeah, it was a great chat, and uh, he asked him he asked him some pretty interesting questions. One of them that I really like was around the pressure that Ken has been under, or at least externally and in the media that he's been under. You 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 get used to it. Is I'm not, I'm not sure if the word "used to" it's exactly the right word. You you get to you learn to live with it, and I think um, the reality for me is um, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um, like it once perhaps did you know, if I go back three, four, five years ago whereas now I go, you know what, the industry I'm in is, is, is a great industry it has lots of information, around, it has lots of talkback that goes on in it I have to accept that it, I'm a part of that talkback because I want to be in that industry and now I can just go about and do, as I said earlier do what I can do best and then let, let the narrative go on as I said, um, lots of comments get made, lots of things get said the reality is they're almost a day by day comment I love that he said I've learned to accept that I am in this industry and I'm part of it. I have to have to accept whichever way that feedback comes. It's it's so spot on. Like you're not going to get positivity wherever you look. You're not going to get people in your corner, no matter how well you go. He could win the flag, and there'll still be people going, "Yeah, it was a team that won it for him." So it's um it's a really good attitude. And he said he didn't he wasn't he or he didn't necessarily look at it that way three or four years ago. So. He's in a pretty good place. Again, the other point of this, or the, if you look at it the other way, he's probably in a position now where he's coached for long enough and he's well-respected enough that if it didn't work out at Port Adelaide, he'd have other options. And that also helps when it comes to pressure because you know that there's going to be something there with security in terms of down the track. But I just found that quite staggering, or quite interesting mm. how he answered that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, he's obviously a really good coach. And the outside no- noise that he has had to put up with pretty much for his whole coaching career, is probably more than most. Yeah, I'd say in particular the last 12 yes. to 18 months. Yes. Uh, but um, again, like you said, he's aware that a lot of day-to-day comments in there, and there is. Um, so, yeah, that was – he also got asked about the new skipper and the expectations on Connor Rosie. Yeah, he's, he's just – he's feeling his way a little bit. He's, uh, you know, he's obviously a youngish captain and um, – 
but he's a very mature young. He's just turned 24 in January, so he's a very mature 24-year-old. He's you know he's he's engaged. He's having a baby. Him and his and his partner Maisie. So he's 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 quite a mature young person, and um, you know he's ready for the opportunity to lead his club. He was very very comfortable with the. Um, with the chance that, that we presented to him to be able to, to be the leader, but he also knows he's got a lot to learn, but he's got great people supporting him and, uh, you know, with, with Ollie and Trav particularly around and Darcy around to help and support him through uh, some of the challenges of being a first-time captain. I think history will show that, you know, you, you tend to get your your best captains at that younger age and you bring them through with, with the team and, you, and he emerges with the team. So we don't expect Connor to be the best captain in the AFL. We take it if he is but we, we do expect him to grow in the position. I don't think anyone has a negative thought about Connor Rosie not being captain of Port. No, I completely agree that he's he's 24. If he was a little bit younger, maybe, but he's 24. He's the right choice. He will be there for a long time. And Ken mentioned that they grow into the role. He's also, as he said in that, he's got Ollie Wines and Travis Bloke around him. That is massive in terms of the experience and guys that have done it. So, yeah, I think that he's definitely the right choice and he will just get better and better over time. I don't think it'll affect his footy either. I think he'll just be as good, if not better than, probably better than what he was last year. Um, high standard, I know, but uh, he's an elite footballer. He is he's, an elite he footballer. He is, you know, if he's not their best player, he's in the top two. Without a doubt. Now, Bonds, I want to pose a couple of questions to sure. you. Uh, and to anyone out there, text in on 0427 154 one double six. A couple of questions here. On average, two teams jump up into the finals that miss the finals from the year before in the sample. Yes. I'm going to give you my top two teams later in the show in the upcoming season. Who will be this year's two teams that didn't make finals last year and will jump into the top five? Uh, the other one is we're going to get to my top of the tree. Uh, who is the best team in Australian sport across the summer? Across the summer. In Australian sport... We've got a lot of different sports. You've got the NBL, the A-League, the WNBL, AFLW, ABL, BBL. There's a lot of – so just have a think. Who do you think is the best team in Australian sport across the summer? And we'll go over my top of the tree next. We just got a text in from Scott as well. Ken admitted that he planned poorly going in for record wins in July. Correct. It means nothing if September is wasted. Shows Ken is not the same level as Clarkson or Scott or McRae. In fact, it wasn't from Scott. It's I read that wrong. But yeah. Anyway, thanks for your text. What I'd say on that is Clarkson has won a lot of premierships. And yeah, there's not many coaches on the same level as Clarkson. So I agree with that. But Scott and McRae, like, Fly won, he's won one premiership so far. Yeah. He hasn't won more than one. Let's, let's hold off on putting McRae in the same category as Alistair Clarkson, even Chris Scott. Far too early. Uh, another text here from Brett. Spewing you guys are finishing up. You guys have been very listenable and I've enjoyed the show here and there, uh, listening here and there. Good stuff, lads. Thanks, well, Brett. Thank you, Brett. We appreciate your support. Um, we've got a lot coming up on tonight's show. As we mentioned, we've got Bray Raffinelli to talk all things Adelaide Footy League, thanks to Lumo Energy. Uh, your top of the tree for Kia Epic has arrived, the all-electric seven-seat Kia EV9. Uh, your sandful preview of the top two teams for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And join us. Be part of the show, 0427166 on the Just Quality Home Improvements open line or give us a call 1300 736 736 lots more to come on the show back after this 
Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a... Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA, Bonds and Men's with you. And you can be part of the show. The Nutrient Ag Solutions open line is one 736 736 or you can text in 0427-154-166. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Just like, a, well, it's been flying in the ad break men's. It, it has been. In it text. really has. And we've got a, another text in, just clarifying the text before about Ken planning poorly. Yeah. He said, I meant the best coach's plan for the big prize. Ken Chase wins to renew his contract, not plan to rest players for September, which he admitted. But again, that's Port's fault for making it an August deadline, mm. which is which is he's actually spot on. Yeah. Ken had to win as many games as he could by the time they got to August to be able to renew but, his contract. Yeah, and it's the club's it's the club's fault for putting that that deadline that's on it. That's a great point. Uh, another text in here, two five five, top team in Australian summer is the Australian women's cricket team. It's a it's a, that's an interesting text because the Australian men's cricket team would give them a good run for the money yes. with how they've gone over the last six months. But that's not how the top of the tree works, is it, men's? No, the top of the tree is all the Australian leagues. So it is the best teams in Australian sports. So not the national teams. Yes. But effectively, your local teams that play in all the... Like your Sixers, your Adelaide Uniteds. Correct. So on and so and on. And we will get to that in a second. Uh, Brett also said it was fantastic to hear Kenny again. He had a lot of good, fresh information about our new captain, and the club and the squad can't wait for the footy season and go the mighty pair. <laughs> How's that one go again? Pair. I like Brett. Yeah, nice I do ass. Too. I like him. Yeah. Top of the tree time. I'll take it in, but don't look down. I'm on top of the world. Thanks to Tire Power. Get your free five minute safety check right now. We're good friends at Tire Power. So I mentioned that we've done this all year, Bonds, yes. all summer, the top 10 teams in Australian sports. And it has fluctuated and changed over the past four months. The teams and the leagues that we have looked at is the NBL, the A-League, the WBBL, the AFLW, the ABL, the A-League W, the BBL and the WNBL. So a lot of different leagues across summer sport here yep. in Australia. So I've got my 10 best teams from all of Australian summer and a shout-out to a couple that didn't make the top 10. Shout-out to Townsville and the WNBL. They're on top. They're going well. They haven't made it. They've dropped some games of late. I didn't put yeah, them in. Fair enough. Uh, Wellington and Melbourne Victory in the A-League. They are the top couple of teams in the A-League, or at least... And can't make it. No, they haven't made it. Wow. That's how good this top 10 is. So let's start with the number 10 team in Australian sports. It's Melbourne City in the A-League women's competition. Now, they've faltered the last couple of games, which has been surprising, but they're still, that's how good they've been. They're still on top of the table. I think they're a winner. I just, their list is incredible. We know that there's a bit of money there. So, Melbourne City come in at number 10. At number nine, I've put the Perth Heat in there in right. the ABL. They lost the, we know the championship, the Claxton Shield to the Adelaide Giants, but they were a couple of innings away from winning the whole thing. Yes. So, if, if, in game two, they were up 3-2 and had runners on bases in the fifth innings. Didn't go their way, so I did put them in there. A runner-up. There's only a couple of runners-up in this list. That is one. Another one is my number eight team in the top of the tree, and that is the Sydney Sixers. I think they have to make the top ten. They went straight through to the final. 
They just had a bad final against the Brisbane Heat, and that's why I've got the Sixers, who have been good for a long time. At number eight, at number seven in my top ten teams from the summer, I've got the Perth Wildcats. Now, they could win the NBL in around about a month's time. Do you think they will? Uh, they're, they're a really good chance. John oh. really doing a fantastic job there I have... after he was – one of the fans wanted him out after five games. I actually think they could win it. Uh, I've got them at seven, which leads me to, I mentioned Wellington and Bob Victor didn't make it. I've gone with last year's champions, the Central Coast Mariners at six in the A-League. They're, they're not in the top two at the moment. Well, they're ahead of Melbourne, only by a point, and Melbourne's got a game in hand. The reason I put Central Coast in there, they won it last year. They started zero wins, zero draws, four losses. Yes. Since that time, they've gone eight wins, four draws, zero losses. They are by far the most informed and best team in the A-League right now, and I think they're going to go back-to-back. So that's why they're my number six team. At number five, I've gone with Melbourne United in the NBL. Ooh. Currently sitting on top of the table, but... They might not win the title at the end of the year, and the four teams I've got ahead of them have all taken it out. They've had some injuries which have hurt them, but yep. they were sitting on top of the tree for most of the summer. Most of the summer they were. Uh, I'm not sure they'll win the whole thing. That's the issue, mm. and that's the reason I probably haven't put them in the top four. At number four, I've gone with the Brisbane Lions AFLW side. We know that they won the premiership. They've been a force since the competition started. They've always been up there. They've always been contending. And they were too good for North Melbourne in the grand final this year. Congratulations to the Brisbane Lions AFLW side. They're fourth on my list, which means that at number three, I've got the Brisbane Heat, the third best team from the summer in Australian sport. Thoughts on the Brisbane Heat at three? Good. Okay. We'll move forward to the top two. And for anyone that's listening outside of South Australia, this is not biased. These are the two best teams in Australian sport over the summer. The Adelaide Strikers women's team come in at number two. They've gone back-to-back in the WBBL. They have scored low totals in their finals, and they did it in this year's final, and restricted teams somehow and still won the final. It, it is absolutely uh, shows the strength of the side, but also a good team that when you're not going that well, you still get the job done. We all know how hard it is to go back to back and for them to do it, amazing. And also with the number one team. Well, speaking of, as you just said, let me in beautifully, back to back. The Adelaide Giants are the best team in Australian sport across the summer. They are in the Australian Baseball League. They dominated this regular season. And then it came to the playoffs. Again, I hate the format. There's six teams in it. Four teams make the playoffs. And you don't get an advantage if the number one side except for a home field. Like It shouldn't be the case. But the, they nearly got done by the Aces, the Melbourne Aces in the semifinals. They got outplayed and they still found a way to win. And the same thing happened against the Perth Heat in the championship series. But they found a way to win the whole thing. And congratulations to the Adelaide Giants. They are my best team across all of summer. Do the Giants get like a little branch of a tree trophy for winning the top of the tree team of the year? We will send Tank a uh, little tree, (laughs) SEN tree. Olive Branch from here, us here at Sports Day today. <laughs> Adelaide Footy League preview coming up with Bray Raffinelli. Thanks to Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot trade members get trade pricing. Sign up today. Uh, sample preview from Men's for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. And plenty more text on the Just Quality Home Improvements text line 0427 Stay with us. we got lots more coming up. Uh, so far, it's been a pretty good show, hasn't it, for our last one? It has been a good show. Uh, Bray Raffinelli next, expert of yes. the Amateur Footy League. And then, as you mentioned, I've got my 
first and second team in this upcoming sample season that I've selected. So stay tuning in to see who those two teams are. We'll be back straight after this. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA for just quality home improvements. The open line is 1300-736-736 or text in on 0427-154-166. Experts in roller shutters, plantation shutters, outdoor blinds, artificial lawn, and roof restorations. Men's, we've got a special guest in the studio. Really looking forward to this uh, chat. Thanks to Tire Power, selected on Falcon Passenger and SUV tyres. Buy three and get one free only at Tire Power. Bray Raffinelli, uh, welcome to talk all things Adelaide Footy League. Oh, Bonds, uh, it's been a long time coming. Very happy to be here. So uh, <laughs> We've been what, planning what this for a while, haven't we? Have well, men's has. <laughs> no, it's um, very excited to be here. Couldn't sleep last night when I knew I was coming on to the number one uh, ranked show in the afternoon. Well, Bonds, you mentioned experts in roller shutters. We've got the expert for the South Australian Amateur Football League here. So we've got Bray in to talk about the upcoming season. And we want to know, Bray, we'll start off with, who are the best signings in amateur footy this year? Well, it's been a pretty busy off-season. Um, it's been good. Lots of ex-sample players in AFL players have come and joined the Ammos, which is pretty cool. So starting us off, I've got Matty Broadbent going to Henley. So having some like, big AFL experience with Port Adelaide and obviously recently with the Panthers um, in that sample. We'll hold them a pretty good step. Very, very good get. Good wise head. Number five, we've got Matty Nunn going to paint him. Um, premiership player down at Norwood. Huge. Absolute superstar and was still playing really good footy last year. Number four, I've got Joey Haynes. Going to Port Districts, Ooh. one of the many Port Districts recruits this year. Right. Um, Big. What a star Joey Haynes was at Sample. Oh. That's huge for Port Districts. Yeah. Oh, he was one of the best players last year. Superstar. Um, number three, I've got Angus Poole going to Lockley. So, Paulie being a two-time premiership player down at the Mighty Eggs, one of your teammates' men's. Yeah, Bonds loves him as well. He's going to yeah. dominate at Lockley's next year, oh, Angus Paul. The little Viking. Got to love yeah, him. It's a good little pig dog in there gets in there. So, um, number two, uh, Kane Stevens going to Goodwood. Huge. Um, was a top was a top three, four player in this handful for a long period of time there. And then number one, uh, pretty hard to argue this one, big Scotty Lysick um, going to Port District. So imagine getting that silver, silver service in the amateur league. Wow. So Scott Lysett and... And uh, Joey Haynes have gone to Port Districts. Plus Matt Rose. And I was going to say, you left Rosie out of that too. That's unbelievable how Port Districts have done that. We'll get to them, but we want to start at Div 5 and make our way up. So, again, we've mentioned Bray Raffinelli, our expert, knows everything about the amateur divisions here in South Australia. You're going to tell us who's going to get relegated. I'm looking forward to hearing this in each (laughs) division. But then who is also going to win the premiership and runner-up? Beautiful. So nothing, Div 5 will start with first. Yeah, nothing much gets past me these days, men's, and so, you should know that. So I do know that. So who are, the, who are the teams, first of all, in Div 5? Beautiful. So we got Portland and Mitcham, who are coming down from Div 4. Colonel Lark Gardens, Trinity, West Croydon, Pulteney, Woody South, Blackfriars, and then coming up from 6 to 5 was Marion and Greenacres. So um, my prediction is uh, the Premiers, Colonel Lark Gardens, um, plenty of youth. They, they'll be there when they weren't far away last year. And the runners up, Pulteney. So Pulteney have... Um, Sign of half of Adelaide. Yes. Um, so if you haven't, if you 
If you've got social media, you'll see they've uh, they've been flogging social media, so they they would want to play some good footy. Uh, well, shout out to Darcy Boyanton, who will love the shout yes. out. No doubt, he'll be listening. They he has told me that they have signed half of Adelaide yes. Poultney, so I expect big things. I'm surprised you didn't pick him to win. No, no, big source Boyo. I'm not sure if he'll help him out that much. A bit <laughs> old apparently, but we'll see. So who gets relegated in that division? So I've gone Portland for for a triple drop. Oh um, gosh, be the third time in a row they've gone down, and then I've gone. Blackfriars, who have just been holding on for dear life the last couple of years. So I think their um, run of luck is gone, unfortunately. Sorry, Blackfriars, fellas. That's comprehensive on Div 5. So moving to Div 4. Yep, beautiful. So coming down, Gazer uh, with an asterisk there as well. Yep, we'll get <laughs> uh, into that. We will. Uh, Westminster coming down. Then we've got Paraka, Plimpton, Hectorville, Kenilworth, Morfittville, Walkerville, Jeps Cross coming that came up and Kilburn that came up also as well. So, so who do you like? In I like D4? love Plim- love Plimpton. Um, think it's theirs to lose for sure. Um, have the best ruck in the comp, Stewie Taverner in there. Um, and runners up, I've got Morph- Morphy Parks as well. So they've also another club that signed a lot of players as well. Um, so they should be around the mark as well. They they always seem like they will be in whatever division they're in. So Plimpton beating Morphy Parks, who yep. gets relegated from Div Four to Div Five? So a bit of an easy one out. Is I think we've got Gazer. Um, I can't see them. Lasting the year, uh, it'll be tough regardless. I've got Paraka, who from reports is struggling to field some sides. Um, had a max, had a lot of people leave at the end of the year. I heard 28 players leaving. Oh, wow. Um, that's a huge, that's a whole side. That will do it. And then I've, I can chuck the third one in there, Kenilworth. Once again, I think their luck's going to run out too. So, yeah. On to Div 3, the teams in Div 3. So Div 3, uh, we're, one of the, we're one of the closest divisions um, this year, I reckon. So Div 3, Henley and North Haven came down. Hope Valley, Seton, Smosh, Unley, Pembroke, Seton. And then coming up from Div 4 were Lockleys and CBC. Okay, so who do you really like? There'll be a bit of bias here, no doubt, Bonds. But who do you really like in Div 3, bro? Uh, no, no bias at all. So Premier's Henley. Um, if they don't win, um, they've done something dramatically wrong um, there. So getting a new coach in from West Adelaide, Dame, Damon Head. Um, obviously getting Broadbent and, and a few guys from, um, from West Adelaide brought across. And the runners-up, I've got Hope Valley. Anytime you put uh, Paulie Piopolo yep. on the side um, and Matty Nobes, um, they've got a very good chance. So you've picked Henley, who are arguably Lockley's greatest rival. Correct. Correct. It's a rival that we've never actually played against in a senior game of footy because the, the clubs have never been in the same division Massive. ever, which is huge for right. Lockley's. So Henley have never really hasn't been down to Div 3 level. And Lockleys haven't been up to Div 3 until this year. Hope, so. Hope Valley's an interesting one. If they can, they haven't necessarily been a team that's been one of the better teams in amateur footy in the past. Correct. So they were, they were down in Div 5 with yeah. us a couple of years ago. Yep. Okay. So who gets relegated from Div 3? So I've got Smosh West Lakes, and I'm happy to be uh, quoted, they will not win a game. Wow. Won't win a game. game. Won't win a game. If Can't. you play at Smosh West Lakes, Bray Raffinelli, his name is, you can find him on all the socials. Certainly let him know when you win a game this year. Number 15 too, the guy with a couple of kicks too. So, um, And then Seton, I think, uh, once again, just held on for dear life last year. Um, they've held on for the last two years. So I think, look, I know they've got new club rooms, um, as we've found out, men. Hang on. So you've you've dropped and relegated Seton, and Lockleys is currently training at Seton because their club rooms, are, well, they can't get on the ground at the moment. So the team that has actually loaned you the ground, you have just put them in it and said they're going to get relegated. Yes. Massive. <laughs> That's why he's here, Bray Raffinelli. Yeah, might not course. be allowed to train this week, but anyway. Probably not. So on to Div 2. What are, who are the teams in Div 2? Nah, good. So we've got Goody Saints coming down, um, Old Iggy's. Foss Camden, Ross Trevor, Athelston, Salisbury North, Edwardstown, Flinders Park came up, and so did Modbury as well. So Who do you like? Goodwood Saints. Um, it was their first time coming down in 30 years. Um, that's so, a huge and, stat. And that's a credit to Goody Saints. They're um, 
the benchmark of all amateur amateur footy uh, clubs in the state too. So, so they will win it. Who do you think makes the grand final? I've got Athelstan. Um, a few factors there. Obviously, the Matthew Knight factor, new coach in, um, and obviously he's a couple of nice players, Mitchie Grigg. Um, and potentially you heard some rumours Jesse Lonigan could feature in Athelstan Guernsey as well. Nida will certainly be listening. I'm not as high on Athelstan, but uh, Bray hasn't making the grand <laughs> final. Uh, so who gets relegated from Div 2? So um, I've got Flinders Park, who have just come up. Um, unfortunately, they've lost a few guys that aren't going around again from their premiership side last year and haven't seemed to brought in much much cover. And Edwardstown again, sort of just been nipping around the, the bottom of that, that division for a couple of years. So I think, once again, their luck... Has run out. And now, Bonds, we're on to the big one, Div yes. 1. The one that everyone's been waiting to hear yes. what you say about Div 1, Bray. So who are the teams in Division 1 this season? So the teams contesting Division 1 are Glenunga, PAC, Sacred Heart, Port Districts, Teachery Gully, Broadview, Brighton, St. Peter's, and coming up from Division 2, Golden Grove and Paynham. So who do you like? So just tell us, who won the Premiership in Div 1 last year, for those that don't P- know? PAC. PAC won it. Who do you think they go back to back? Nah. Okay, who do you think wins it? Port Districts by the length of the Flemington Straits. And you've mentioned Scott Lysett there, Joey Haynes, and Matt Rose are their additions. So everyone thinks they'll win it? Yep. Okay, so who then, if they seem to stumble somehow, who who could take it out? Golden Grove. Golden Grove, Grove, you've got You've got another um, few connections down there, but that club is absolutely flying. an old Port Piri boy. Um, always got to look after the Port Piri boys. Yep. Louis Johnson there. Yep. Um, and obviously Cam Shenton and what they've been able to do with their list this year again. They just now cherry pick from even the, the bottom divisions. I've seen they've just gone bang, best player from a Division 6 club. But we'll take you, we'll take you. And people want to play there. They do. People want to play at Golden Grove. That's a great shout. So Golden Grove, my local club, Bonds. And they, yes. they won Div 3. They went up, won Div 2, and yep. now up to Division 1. It would be pretty incredible to win three divisions in a row and get promoted every time. And to come into Div 1 first year and make a grand final. Well, it's been done. Glenunga have set the precincts to that too. So we actually played Glenunga in Division 5 in 2017. And now they're currently in Division 1. So just on Glenunga, they yep. they won the minor premiership last year. They did. Do they... you think they're going to have similar success or not? They didn't win it? We'll be a top three side. Um, Abe Davis is probably one of my favourite players um, in the amateur league. Just a star. Absolute star. Interesting. Bonds? Mm. I I want to know, for the people that don't know much about the Adelaide Footy League, and you're talking about teams being relegated and and going up and down divisions, what what does it mean to a club? So if a a club comes from Division 3 and jumps up into Division 2, is there a financial gain from the league or is there a better sponsorship that comes to that club? Yes. Better Uh, exposure? Yes. There's no... Technically, no financial thing from the league, but as you think, you, know, you hit the nail on the head perfectly there, Bonds. Um, sponsors want to sponsor successful clubs, and players want to play for six, successful clubs too. So, like, the recruiting gets easier as you go up the division. So, I help out with recruiting at Lockleys, for example. Yep. When, when we're in Division 5, trying to get a player to Division 5 is very hard. So, when you go when you go up this division, people want to play good standards of footy. Yep. So, yeah, the whole the whole... The whole uh, whole setup gets a lot easier as it goes. Is Hexty still running around there? He is. Um, he's, he's, a, he's a good man. He is a good man. I played cricket with Hexty at Woodville. Now, you've been very comprehensive so far, Bray. Two questions for you. Salary cap across the divisions. Is it the same in Div 1 as it mm. is in Div 5? It is, certainly. Um, but obviously, really? it, That's yeah. bizarre, isn't it? But look, pretty much like a lot of clubs that can't actually really in amateur league don't even pay up to the cap yep. anyway. So. The cap doesn't really come into it. It's, it's, I think the point structure is what point really system. hurts the system. Yeah, hurts the hurts or benefits teams quite a lot too. So you obviously can't go bringing in 
six players in one year. You've got to slowly build them up. But obviously, they, they get a reduction for being there for a year, two years, three years. So that yep. promotes loyalty, keeping the same list moving forward. Massive. And the other one that I know that Bonds also wanted to ask about was Gazer. What happens? We know we'll get the honest truth from you. What do you reckon happens to Gazer with the sanctions? So they got, I've just found out, they've been found guilty last night and this morning. Um, 223 charges. Uh, That's a lot. That is yeah, a you lot. might dodge a couple, but yeah, I reckon you're going to pay for a couple as well. I you're getting off on 223. <laughs> I don't no, think so. so. Unfortunately, they pleaded not guilty. Um, and then right, the last minutes, I think Greg Griffiths, um, I think that was a smart idea getting him involved, but um, made some omissions right at the end to save a bit of face. That yep, there was right. some issues there as well. So but, will they play? Will they drop down a vision? What do you think? I, I can't see him sitting here. I think they'll have to sit out for a couple of years. I, I could see him up to two years. Massive. Um, and then wow. starting afresh in Div 7. I was going to say, that almost wow. ruins the footy club, doesn't it? It does, yeah, correct. But, like, the, 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 the final uh, repercussions get handed out next week. But, like, if it's a fine anywhere near $300,000, which they're reporting, like, no club can pay that. No. Even over a payment plan over five years, you're in big trouble. That's crazy. Uh, just before we get to the weekend headline, last one on the Amateur League, you play for Lockleys. Any chance of winning in Div 3 and going up again next year? Uh, well, I didn't think we'd go up last year, but we got a bit of momentum and um, got some nice, nice players again. It's, look, it's going to be a tight division, um, but I, I've got us penciled in the top, in the top three or four. So hopefully, give it a bit of a shake again. Hopefully, do give it a shake. Now, Bray, you've been incredible so far. So we're actually going to keep you a lo- uh, keep you around for the weekend headline if you yes. could to stay. I've got nothing on, mate. So just quickly, um, people can watch this on YouTube. How do they watch the the amateur league footy? So they do do a streaming uh, service. The amateur league do. Uh, stream a, a game of the round. Yes. Uh, also on Dartfish as well. They actually do the replays of all A-grade games on the internet. Right. Excellent. All right. Time for the weekend headline. Our weekend headline is coming up. We've got our certainty, our upset for the weekend, and a prediction for the weekend. Men's? Yeah, your certainty last week. The Sixers to beat the Kings was very good. The other, other ones we had weren't great. So let's see if we can finish <laughs> with a bang here and start with our certainty. Bray's going to be in as well with his certainty upset and prediction. My certainty is going to be that Australia will sweep the West Indies in the T20 series. Three games, they'll win all three. Bonds, what have you got? Um, I've just got that they'll win the first one on Sunday. They'll <laughs> smash them on Sunday at the Adelaide Oval. Yep. Bray, what's your certainty? We might keep it potentially towards the amateur league. What do you have for us? I've got Scotty Lysett uh, to win the Div 1 medal. Um, I think certainty. Could, yep, yep. Absolute certainty. Locked. Yep. All right. Fair call. Uh, upset for the week. Bonds, I'm going to go to the basketball, the NBL, because it's been working for me in this category. Illawarra is going to beat the Sydney Kings away from home on the weekend. I looked at that too, but I ended up going the Adelaide 36ers will beat the, the Bullets, Bullets on away. Friday night and keep their slim final chances alive. That would be massive. Bray, what have you got for your upset? Hopefully they put us out of our misery soon, the old 36ers. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got Lockley's FC doing a triple jump as well. So um, that is a bit of an upset. Like I said, didn't pick us to go top two, but it's very I, I like our chances. That's still. the upset. I like it. And mm-hmm. our prediction for the week. Bonds, I've gone very accurate here. The Super Bowl will come down to a field goal in the end. Three points is what the game will be decided by. That's my prediction. The winner? I still think San Fran, but I can have either team there with three points. My prediction is Spencer Johnson will take three wickets against the Windies on Sunday. Love that. I'd love to see that happen. It's a great prediction. Bray, just before we let you go, you've been super. What is your prediction? 
got the mighty Kilburn Chicks playing finals in Div 4, coming up a division. <laughs> I like it. Kilburn in Div 4. I, I like him. I, I got, got some mates down there. Good, good club down there. Awesome. He's been good, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, it's been a pleasure having you in, mate. And, oh, uh, you're welcome back any time uh, throughout the footy season. I'm sure men's will squeeze you in again. We will. Uh, our weekend headline was for Nutrient Ag Solutions going further for Australian farmers. And a quick community update thanks to Fire Code. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. Stay up to date on all bushfire warnings with the South Australian Fire Country Ser- or Country Fire Service even. Visit cfs.sa.gov.au. This community update was thanks to new fire coat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Men's, we're now going to get into your sandal preview. You've gone through every team part two. Yes. Except two teams. You're going to tell us who's going to finish second, who's going to finish top. Thanks to Toolkit Depot. Become a Toolkit Depot trade member and get trade pricing every time you shop tools. Yeah, let's start with the team that I have finishing second at the end of the home and away season in 2024 in the Sandful, and it is the Adelaide Crows. I think that the list that they've got, they finished third last year after finals. Um, Do they really want to win it? It's definitely a question that I'm not sure the answer is what Crows fans want. Godsy would. Godsy does, but do the players? I'm not sure. So key additions, they've got Tyler Welsh across from the Eagles. He'll play some footy there. Their key outs is a few. Uh, Jackson Hately, who we know from the AFL lineup, but he played a lot of Sanford footy. Newchurch as well. Izzy McKenzie has gone back to local footy, and Louis Sherrod has hung him up. So a couple of good names there. Their improvement's going to continue to develop that youth that is coming through at AFL level. The strengths for the Crows, they were the number one offensive team last year by a long way. They were very good with the ball. They got hard running mids that are potent, but also Kieran Strawn. He's had a good couple of years, and if he's starting in their ruck again, that is a massive strength for the Crows. Uh, their weaknesses, well, it's maybe their two-way running from their mids. They do back themselves in to win the contest. It's why they kick a high score, and sometimes it's why they get scored against. We all know that if they have a healthy AFL team, they will be very good in the sample. If they have some injuries, they might struggle. That is what they need to have a successful year in the sample in 2024, the, the other example I'll give is they need the guys like Matt Crouch to want to play finals. That is where, if they are going to win it. Well, is he going to play much Sanford footy? Because well, he finished the end, end of last year incredibly well in the AFL team. He probably won't. But my point is, whoever he has taken the spot of needs to then play Sanford footy for the Crows to be able to win it. Now, they might not want him. The Crows might not want him to. And the Crows fans might not want him to. But if they are going to actually win it this year in the Sanford, they need the listed players playing come finals time. So I've got the Crows finishing in second, which leaves one team left. How can you pick against Glenelg? I have them finishing on top of the ladder at the end of the home and away season. They obviously won the premiership last year. They brought in some nice players as well. So Will Gould has come back from Sydney. Chris Curran from PAC is back there. Uh, Nick Stevens across from North Melbourne. Uh, And then they've got some other periphery players, which will just really help with the depth there. They've lost a couple of guys, but I feel like they've replaced them well. Toby Pink has gone to North Melbourne. Luke Partington, Brett Turner, Brody Newman. Uh, Jordan Moore's gone to Woodverse Torrens and then a few recruits. So they've lost a few, but they've also topped them up quite nicely. Uh, Where's the improvement come? Well, if, if Glenelg improve, it's pretty scary, to be completely honest. But I think it's underneath Darren Reeves for his second season. They're going to know his system better. Yes. They're not going to have a couple of months like they did last year to lead into the season. And it might make them a little bit more predictable and take away the lapses in games, which only happened a few times last year. 
The strengths of Glenelg is they've got three key forwards that have been a force for a long time in the sample. Now, you must respect them and you must get the, the matchups right, which in the grand final, that did not happen. That's why Lockie Hosey, a star player, went on and won the medal. You've got to get that right. But also the other strength of this team is they rebound really well and springboard really well from half back. They had pink last year. They've got they've got the likes of Proud. Gould comes back, Curran, that just intercept beautifully, and they go. And they're Darcy so Bailey off start. the half-back line. Exactly elite. right. Exactly right. Their weaknesses, it's very hard to find, but I think it's maybe in the ruck. In comparison to other teams, they don't probably have one of the better three or four rucks in the league. McGree did a good job last year, but certainly not up there with the likes of Strawn or Boyd or even Brooksby at his best. The list assessment, they had the deepest midfield last year. They did lose a couple in Turner and Partington, but I feel like they can afford to with the midfielders and the amount that they had run through that midfield. They've also got a good young core coming through because they won the reserves premiership yes. last season. Um, and they just they need to find a way to retain those guys. If they can do that, they'll be thereabouts for a number of years to come. The, what do they need to have a successful 2024? Well, this is the point that I want to really hit on here, Bond. Since the start of 2019, Glenelg has gone in these five seasons, 13, 3, and 2, 9, and 5, 17, and 1, 12, and 6, and 15, and 3. That is 66 wins, 18 losses, and two draws in the regular season in the past five seasons. That's a winning percentage of 77%. That is so dominant that in this five-year period, they only lose one game in every five games on average. So what do they need now? They've got the core group there. They they must now capitalize on this. They've won two premierships in that five years. If they don't go on and win three or four in six, seven, eight years, it's almost seen as a failure with the amount of games they've won. This is without a doubt a dynasty that they've created yes. in terms of their win-loss percentage. It's now up to them to not just do it in the regular season, but to take it from two premierships to three to four to five with the list that they currently have. Are you surprised with how many games they've won over the last that five years? That is surprising. That, 77% is you don't unbelievable. Hear that. Yeah, you don't hear that figure in any footy. Correct. So when I looked at it and thought they've only won, I, I say only, two premierships in five years. Eagles, Woodverse Torrens have won two premierships in the last five years and their winning percentage is less than 60 in that time. So it shows the difference there in terms of that success at the end of the year and the ultimate success so that is my sample predictions for season 2024. If you want to hear any of the teams that I have predicted over the last week, you can get it on the SEN app. You can get it where you get your podcasts. I've, I've broken down each team. And so Bond's in order? Well, for, I'll go from 10th to 1st. Yep. So uh, if you want to, South fans, if you want to send any emails to <laughs> Daniel Manson. Certainly uh, do. South of finishing bottom, 9th West Adelaide, 8th Port, 7 the Eagles, 6 Centrals just missing the finals. Five, North Adelaide, stirred at number four. Norwood climbing up to three after missing the finals last year. Crows in number two and Glenelg to go back to back. Yeah, so that's my top, that's my 10 in order. The trial matches start March the 2nd. So we're less than a month away now. Uh, I mean, I know that you're obviously very bullish on Glenelg to probably finish top of the table. I think so. Yeah. Uh, and I've, I've put Norwood and North back in. Now, two teams uh, made the finals last year that didn't the year before. It's, it's usually about two teams that turn over. I went Norwood and North. You went to go into the five this year that weren't in there last year. You've gone with? Norwood and North. Yes. Except and, I had Norwood at, th- Norwood at three. Yeah, and you've taken Adelaide. Oh, sorry, Norwood at five and North at three. And you took Adelaide out, didn't you? 
Adelaide gone. Yes, Gonski. That's a that's a bold well. The call. reason why I think I think Crouch will play more games. And I think Hately losing, so they're losing two of their best midfielders. It's a, it's a massive point you make there about Hately in particular. Mm. Like Ports lost to Mont as well. Now they yep. were listed players, but they played mainly in the Sample last year. So there's some big outs there. So look, it's only a month away until we have practice games for the Sample. Can't wait for it to come around again. Yes, and the girls' trials start this weekend as well. So if you want to go watch uh, the girls' trials, they're on. Uh, just go to the Sample website, check that out. But uh, you can smell it in the air, men. The footy is only around the corner. We've got the Port and, and Crows trial coming up the following week on the 23rd, I think, the Friday. Yep. So Or the week after that, rather. So it's not far away. It's not far away. Now, we've got under a minute to go tonight. And uh, Bond's your last show. Our last yes. show of the summer together. It is the last edition of the summer edition. What a summer it's been of sport. Uh, I just want to give a little shout out to yourself. How enjoyable and seamless it is working with you, my friend. I've loved it over the summer. The opportunity to work with you and to Sammy, our producer as well. Yes, big, um, big uh, pat on the back to Sammy as well. He makes our job, makes us look a lot better, doesn't he? He certainly, Sound a lot better he certainly does. But Can't also, make us look better. <laughs> that is fair. But also to you, mate, you've done a terrific job and love working with you. So uh, no doubt we'll uh, team up again soon. Ditto, men's. And thanks to everyone who supported us across the summer. Uh, Wields will be back next week. And this has been the final summer edition of Sports ASA. Bye, everyone. Epic has arrived. The Kia EV9, a groundbreaking all-electric large SUV. Captivating appearance with state-of-the-art design. Australian-owned and supporting communities, the arts and you. Join Lumo Energy today for a brighter essay.